Uh, we've been saying progressive Christianity as a definition, uh, something like a high value on human intuition, which supersedes their value on the authority of Scripture. So, uh, even, even if, you know, we've been saying there's, there's a spectrum to this, okay? And so just because someone, so a very progressive Christian would say, well, Christ wasn't God, doesn't mean that all progressive Christians would agree with that. Uh, so even if they would say, no, 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 I still have a high view of Scripture, human intuition is always chief over it. We have the ability and maybe even, in fact, the responsibility to read our enlightened, and I'm going to say this is maybe casting a stone, enlightened Western understanding of the world into Scripture. Often comes from a genuine place. We're trying to reconcile what we've learned about the world and what the world says about science and the body and culture with Scripture. Uh, and in many ways, that uh, begins as a genuine attempt. And for many people, it's a genuine attempt. Uh, we've been saying all along, though, where this goes is away from orthodoxy in every sense. Um, first couple commandments had to deal with who God, who Christ is, who Jesus is. Is he a model for living or is he God? Does he have the authority of God? The wisdom of God. If he has the wisdom of God, his sayings aren't dated. Right? Yeah. 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 Excellent. Uh, and if he's God, he has the authority to take away our sin problem. Commandment two. Our sin. We have a sin problem. And one of the next couple commandments went on to talk about um, how we ought to view people. Right? If we have a high emphasis on human potential... Well, humans are pretty smart, and they're pretty good, and they can do a lot of stuff, and we should trust people and the way in which they encounter the world, right? If someone tells me that they've had some experience, well, I ought to value it because their intuition is valuable, right? We went on a couple more commandments to talk about the nature of truth to the progressive Christian. Well... If we're valuing each individual's intuition, truth is pretty relative. And to be able to come in and say, I'm sorry, the way you experience the world is wrong. You're wrong about this value judgment you made. Well, that's too heavy-handed, usually, for the progressive Christian because I'm not valuing my neighbor's intuition. But for those of us who put the Bible above human intuition and recognize we have a sin problem that's ruining my human intuition, uh, we're able to do that. Scripture says this truth or that. Okay, which brings us to Commandments 7 and 8. Commandment 7, chapter 7 on page 35, says meeting actual needs is more important than maintaining institutions. Meeting actual needs is more important than maintaining institutions chief purpose of the church then for the progressive Christian is to help people to fix the world. This is a half-truth. The church ought to help people. And we're kind of proud to tell statistics like, you know, it's the church that 
donates the most amount of money. And it's church people who give their time for, for this or that more than other people. And that's right. Christians ought to give and serve for the betterment of the world. But that is not the only function of the church. Uh, Kruger writes on page 37 about the progressive gully that he's taking on. He sees the main job of the church as solving society's ills. And he seems upset that it is not doing enough. Such an approach fits remarkably well with progressive Christianity. If one's religious system is pure moralism, then of course the only applicable categories are the horizontal, how we deal with one another. The church then becomes just another version of the United Way or the local YMCA. In contrast, the biblical view of the church does not choose between the vertical and horizontal dimensions. It affirms both. Of course, the church is to be a light and blessing to the world, but it, also, but it is also designed to bring glory and praise to God and to proclaim his truth. It's that vertical dimension of the church that somehow we are gods and we are, are relating back to our creator God, not just to one another, horizontal. That is um, the content of chapter 8. Peacemaking is more important than power, very similar to what we just read in chapter 7. Peacemaking is more important than power. Gully, our progressive, makes a, a common chastise of the church that the church is all about authority. People in power want to hold on to power, and its church is full of abuse, perhaps even patriarchal abuses, because it tends to be men in power in these churches. Uh, page 40, Kruger articulates this for us in the middle of the second paragraph. Does it build up others? This is Gully's helpful consideration about what, how authority should be used. Does it build up others or does it tear them down? Okay, so it's proper authority if it builds up others. It's authoritarian authority or abusive authority if it tears others down. This echoes the words of Paul. For even if I boast a little too much of our authority, which the Lord gave for building you up and not for destroying you. As we shall see, however, much depends on how one understands the difference between building up and putting down. Hopefully your brain is going back to some of the lessons we had about judgment and discipline, right? For the progressive, that's almost always a bad thing. Because to judge or discipline means to not affirm someone's human intuition, their experience of the world. To tell them they're wrong is to make a value claim that is only competing with their value claim or truth claim. But we know human intuition is not our chief colander. That's how I like to think of worldview, a system of colanders that we strain things through. Right? Human intuition is not the top for us, the arbiter of truth. Scripture is. So we're able to make truth claims and value judgments, and we're able to do discipline in promoting someone towards biblical Christ-like behavior, towards worship of God. Right? How does that work into building each other up and tearing someone down? What might look to the progressive like tearing someone down because you're 
critiquing their human intuition, their experience of the world, might to us be building them up because we're destroying some wrong understanding they have of who they are, who God is, what the world is, and bringing them into alignment with biblical truth, which for us is the chief calendar. You can see how that puts us at odds with the progressive. Kruger uh, goes on to say on page 42, kind of connecting the two commandments in the uh, one, two, three, fourth full paragraph. In other words, horizontal peace between man and man begins first with recognizing our need for vertical peace between God and man. And only Jesus can provide such vertical peace with God. As you read commandments 7 and 8, did you have thoughts about this horizontal and vertical nature of the church and where we get our authority from? Or other thoughts, I guess? 